0: Hello and welcome to the Scottish clans. I'm Clint. It is the day before Christmas Eve and my kids have started calling it Christmas Adam. I didn't teach them that. I don't know where they got it but I think it was kind of cute so I thought I'd pass it on to you. Um, For those of you who are Christian out there I hope you have a Merry Christmas. I hope you have the the peace that only the savior can give you in your heart this time of year. I hope I hope that you're that you're healthy. For those of you who are not and you're having maybe a little bit harder time right now, I I pray for the Lord's comfort to be upon you. For those of my listeners who are not Christian, I still hope you're having a great time. I hope you're safe. I hope you're warm and I hope that that life is going well for you. So Let's get to talking about, well, before we get talking about the McDonald's of Antrim, let us uh, let me give a shout out to my friends Eric and Rocky over to, and all the others over at USA Kilts. Just a quick shout out to them. They have a cool YouTube channel, and it doesn't just cover stuff about kilts, although it has some really good information for those of you who are getting into wearing a kilt and you have a lot of questions. I just have my first kilt recently and I have tons, you know, I have had tons of questions and their YouTube channel has answered a lot of them, but it's got a lot of other cultural stuff on there. Also go check out their website if you're interested in buying a kilt or quite a lot of other things that have to do with Scottish culture. So go hit them up. Um, this is a little bit of a, Uh, different episode we're going to get into some things that we have not maybe a little bit foreign waters here we are going to get into Ireland a little bit now don't worry those of you purists out there who think that if it's not Scottish it's crap to allude to a famous skit on Saturday Night Live by with Mike Myers um we're, it's a, we're not just ditching the Scottish clans and going to Ireland and getting way off track here. We're actually going to take a Scottish kindred and follow them as they get established in Northern Ireland and actually become a Northern Irish kindred there, although they maintain their strong ties with Scotland. And to understand this, first of all, so we're, we're talking about the McDonald's of Antrim, also known as the McDonald's of the Glens. And they were a branch of a branch of the McDonald's. I'll get into that in a second. First of all, let me clarify something. The McDonald's of Antrim in general. Once upon a time, I thought that, okay, you have the McDonald's in this part of Scotland, and not very far away in Northern Ireland, you have the O'Donnell's, and probably their kindred. Well, they did intermarry with each other, but they're not in their origin from the same Donnell. So... Long story on the an O'Donnell's, and maybe someday I'll cover that, but not in this episode. But just know that they're not the same. Now, to understand the McDonald's of Antrim, you, ha- in fact, the McDonald's of Antrim, as the McDonald's of Dunyveig, and the several other branches of the McDonald's, if we can go back and learn about one man, we can actually find the source of a lot of the branches of the McDonald's. A lot of these branches become clans and autonomous entities in their own right. Many times, playing along and following their leader, the Lord of the Isles, or whoever his successor was, sometimes acting very independently and not giving a hoot nor a holler what the Lord of the Isles or the McDonnell of Isla thinks or what he wants them to do. They've got their own program. So in order to find out where a lot of these branches come from, let's go back to a the Lord of the Isles named Good John of Isla. Now Isla, for those of you who don't know anything about Scottish geography, is a is a, one of the inner Hebrides. It's a, it's in the of this island archipelago off the west coast of Scotland. It's one of the more southern islands, and it's actually the kind of the homeland for the McDonald's. And that's important because the McDonalds of Dunyveg that we're gonna dial in on more, Veg is on that same island. Now, this good John of Islay had two wives. His first wife was Anya McRory, and sometimes they anglicize Anya as Amy. She was the heiress of the very powerful McRory kindred. The McRory's, the McDougall's, and the McDonald's are the three main kindreds that are descended from Summerlin. And I did a whole episode on him earlier. This, so, this major branch of this McSorla kindred. Sorla is the, the Gallic pronunciation of Summerled. The McRorys, the male line runs out. You have Anya. She marries good John of Islay, and they have three sons. Godfrey, who a lot of the McGorys, who are branches of the McDonald's and were originally found in the Uists, they come from this Godfrey. Gory is how more like how Godfrey sounds in Gaelic. They also had a son named John. And this, this, and I think he was the senior son, Ranald, of these three. He becomes the progenitor of the McDonald's of Clan Ranald and the McDonald's of Glengarry. So this is an important group of people that we're talking about here. Major branches of the, of the McDonald's come from these, these sons here. But, and I don't know enough about the dynamics of this day. I don't know enough details of the situation. On the surface, it kind of looks like good John of Island just wanted to attach himself to the Rising Star family, who were the Stuarts. And I don't know if that's all there is to the story. There might have been more to it, but he I don't know if he divorces Anya or he just sets her. I don't know how it really goes. It looks like a divorce, but uh, he marries secondly while Anya's still alive. Margaret Stewart, who is the daughter of the man that would become King of Scotland, uh, Robert II. All right, so by Margaret Stewart, he has Donald, who succeeds him as Lord of the Isles. You have Joan Moore Tanishta, who is the one that we're going to dial in on, who becomes the ancestor of the McDonalds of Dunyvig, and Alastair Carrach, which means the strong, and he becomes the ancestor of the McDonald's of Kepik. So there you have it. Um, there's where the Megorys, the McDonald's of Clan Reinhold, the McDonald's of Glengarry, the McDonald's, the, the main line of the Lord of the Isles, and the McDonald's of Dunyvag and the McDonald's of Kepik, that's where they all tie back into is good John of Islet and these two wives. All right, so Johan uh, Mor Tanishta. we're going to focus on him now. Moore, that means great john or john the great and tanistr alludes to the system of success of succession in gallic scotland and how the next leader of the kindred would be chosen and so there was i don't it was unclear with what i read and i don't go deep into this because it's a little bit of a tangent so i didn't study it as deeply but it looks like there is some kind of a succession issue between him and his brother Donal and there is a violent conflict between the two but Donal wins he maintains his title lord of the Isles and the leader of overall leader of all the MacDonald kindreds John Mor Tanishta becomes the ancestor and he so he gets Dunnyveg and some other territory in the southern Isles and founds the, clan, the branch of the clan McDonald's of vague So, he, this Yohan Voor, or Yohan, Yohan Moore, Great John, John the Great, however you want to say it, he, in 1399, marries Margaret Bissett. She, in later McDonald telling of this tale, is the heiress of the MacGyellan Bissets. The Bissets were a Norman kindred originally and they were one of these who went totally native. They became established in Scotland and there's a few clans that actually rise to prominence by marrying into them and obtaining territory from this great clan of the Bissets. But a branch of them were established in Northern Ireland and these were called the Bissets. So, Yeowin-Vore, so, so Yoin is just John, okay? So, a lot of people have this name, so don't get confused by this Yoin or that Yoin. But um, Yoin Vore marries Margaret Bissett and obtains from her a foothold in what would become County Antrim. Now, this is kind of shady territory in that we don't know how this succession, this transfer of territory actually took place. The McDonald's claim that it happened with this marriage between and Vohr and Margaret Bissett. But as late as 1522, we still see the McYohan Bissetts in control of this territory. And so we don't really know what the nature of this transfer of territory and how that happened. But this is where the McDonald's become involved in Northern Ireland and actually get territory there. Okay, so... And then, once again, that marriage happened in 1399, to give you the time reference. Now, despite obtaining this territory in Northern Ireland, the leadership of the McDonald's of Dunyvig stays in Scotland. Nevertheless, immigration from Macdonald territory to Antrim, or what would become what was then known as the Glens or the Route, two different words for this, or names for this part of Ireland, um... So immigration from Macdonald territory to the glens occurred in the early 1500s. That's when most of they get their kindred, st- get a kindred base in this area. And this immigration occurs despite staying based in Scotland for a few generations. The heads of the Macdonald, the, of this Macdonald branch, the McDonald's of vague starting with Yohann Moore, they... Keep in mind, they're staying based in Scotland and still mostly operating out of there. They start marrying, starting with Johan Bor, and this Bisset marriage. They make this a tradition of marrying into prominent Northern Irish kindreds. Now, ironically, as the clan becomes more and more established in Northern Ireland, the chiefs, you start seeing them marrying Scottish women and continue to do so from the time that they start going back to marrying Scottish women, they continue to do so until the end of the clan, which happens in the 1600s, where the, the last of this line of the McDonough, the, the heir to that kindred, he dies in actually in London in, I think it was 1629, 1626, late, late 1620s anyway. So, and now that doesn't mean that the this kindred stops being a kindred then. That's just when the heir dies. You still see them very active and following under other leadership who aren't necessarily the leader of the kindred, but provide somebody to rally behind. I'll get more into that later. All right, so we have... In, in a, one of the successors, of generations down from Johan Vor, is named Alastair Carrach MacDonald. So he lives in the late 1400s and early 1500s. It's under him that we see the MacDonalds, especially this leading kindred of the MacDonalds of Dunyvag, start really getting established in Northern Ireland. Um, I'm going to mention four of his sons in explaining, as uh, maybe illustrating this leaning toward becoming more and more established in Northern Ireland. His first is the oldest son of Alistair Carach. Now, I know I mentioned one earlier as a son of good John of Islay. This is a later Alistair Carrach. okay? All right, so he's. I'm not mentioning all of his kids. I'm just mentioning four sons that are illustrate this kindred becoming established in Northern Ireland. You have Seamus or James. I'm gonna go with Seamus here to stay with the Gallic tradition. He is the heir to Alistair Carrach, So he inherits the leadership of the kindred overall. Now we're talking about the McDonald's of Dunny okay? So we're talking about a, a kindred that has territory and and a kin base in both Ireland and Scotland. Okay. And so Seamus is the heir to that whole leadership of this branch, the McDonald's. Um, he continues to be based out of Dunyveig, but apparently becomes more and more involved in Irish affairs. He actually dies from wounds sustained at the Battle of Glantassie fighting Shane O'Neill. Now, if you want to know more about Shane O'Neill, just look up the Wikipedia article on that. He's very interesting and very important person in Ireland at this time. His Seamus, younger brother. So Seamus dies from wounds in that battle of Glentassy, fighting Shane O'Neill. His younger brother Angus also dies at the battle of Glentassy, and we see Angus's sons are also being buried in Ireland. So we see this shift now to to Ireland. Another brother of Seamus was Cola. Now Cola will inherit. Like I said. This kindred covers both Northern Ireland and Southern Scotland. Seamus, although very involved in Ireland, was kind of based out of Scotland still. Cola, his younger brother, kind of takes up the leadership of the kindred in Northern Ireland specifically. Um, He fought off both local Irish lords who tried to push him out and efforts of the english to push him out and and he was it seems like from what i read that he did pretty pretty well at that when he dies oh by the way cola this this brother of seamus he marries a mcquillan mcquillans were a, a very important kindred in northern ireland at this time this mcquillan woman that he married her name was evelyn um and then so when he dies, Seamus is still alive, right? He hasn't died in the Battle of Glentassy yet. And Seamus offers the leadership of the antrim part of their kindred or the glens to two of his older brothers who were next in line in seniority after him. And they they turn it down because at this the 1500s in Northern Ireland is a volatile place. This is a total frontier outpost where you're always in conflict with somebody. And so these brothers turn it down. So the so the next younger brother down, his name is Sorla Buia. And he, Sorla, is the Gaelic version of Summerled. If you go back to, I did an episode on Summerled, the ancestor of the MacDougals and the MacRorys. And when you say it in Gaelic, Sorla, and Sorla la buia, buia, it means he was blonde or fair. So Sorla la buia becomes Sorley boy in English. And so he takes over as the chief of this branch in Northern Ireland after his brothers refused to. And so this kind of transit, we transition here from, okay, now we're est- firmly established. The McDonald's, this branch of the McDonald's, uh, this branch being the McDonald's of Dunny And then this branch of the McDonald's of Dunyveig, the McDonald's of Antrim, or the Glens, or the Route, become established in Northern Ireland. So let's transition into talking about a couple of notable members of this branch. I just mentioned one of them that I want to touch on, the Sorley boy. So mid-1500s, he inherits the leadership of, or is given this posting and and this leadership by his older brother Seamus, So he's leader of the McDonald's in Antrim. And he's he's constantly, he becomes involved in intermarries with locals here, but he's constantly engaged in fighting. He's fighting with the O'Neills, the O'Donnells, the English, the representatives of the English crown in this area. It's just uh, one constant fight after another. And... I think that was maybe redundant a little bit. One constant fight after another. That may have been too heavy on that. But anyway, you get the idea. He's fighting all the time. And that's kind of where he gains his fame is from these conflicts. So now let me. So the next person I want to mention as a notable member of this kindred is Alistair McCullough. And I don't know if you're familiar at all with the uh, well, you know, actually, let me before I get to this um, before I get to this second person, this is where I want to inject another just another shout out to the, my friends over at USA Kilts. Um, they're doing great work on YouTube. So as a new kilt owner, I've gone to this channel and I found a lot of good advice on how to wear kilts and how that how the whole that's supposed to go, which I did. I do have had a, I had a lot of questions answered on that, but it's more than just the kilts. It's them promoting the culture of Scotland. It's them um, digging into. It's not like I said other aspects. They they get into. I've seen episodes on Scottish cuisine and some stuff on Scottish history and and I don't know. They're they're doing a great job of promoting the the culture of of Scotland and and both Highland culture and other aspects of it. And, and as an aspect or a, as a, as one way of doing that, they are a kilt making company. They make kilts. They make all of the other accoutrements that go along with wearing a kilt, the sporran, the flashes. They make um, some of the, the garments, the feminine garments that go with this. Um, like, or other just keepsakes. A lot of stuff that's expression of the Scottish culture there. So they're doing between the YouTube videos, which is is really interesting and informative. And then also on usakilts.com. Go there as well. And and check out what they have to offer there. Between the YouTube channel and their products on usakilts.com. They're doing a great job of promoting Scottish culture. They're, so I have my kilt. I got from them. And they... It's, it's fine quality. Now, it is my first kilt, so I'm not a kilt expert, but I have been wearing clothes for a while. And I know when I'm wearing a solidly made piece of clothing. And so these these are good quality. They make good quality products. And I want to tell you that their customer service is awesome. I had the – and I don't know. I'm, that's all I got to tell you is they, they – they, okay, I'll, I'll mention it specifically. I gave them a wrong number for my measurements. And they, and it looked wrong to them and they called me and said, Hey, your length for your kilt looks like a guy that's six foot, not five nine. And you said you're five nine. You want to sure you don't want to measure, measure that again? They walked me through measuring it again. Anyway, go there, go to their, their YouTube channel, go to usakilts.com, see what they have to offer you. Um, I think they're doing a great job of furthering Scottish culture. All right. So the next, um, the next person that I want to talk about is this Alastair McCola. So how is he tied into Sor- Sorley Boy? Remember I said Sorley Boy's older brother was Cola, and that's he kind of inherited the leadership of the Mac- McDonald, uh, McDonald's of Antrim from him. So Cola had a son named Gillespec, who had a son named Cola Kitach, or that means Left-handed, but if you want to take it figuratively, it means crafty. You know, like left-handed, like you're coming from an unknown angle. And is this in business, in relationships? I don't know. So it might be a comment on his character. Or he might have just been really good at using a sword left-handed. But anyway, Col Kittach is, is the, his name. And and his son is Alistair Macola. Now, why is Alistair Macaulay noteworthy? One, he's got a song made after him. Um, The version that I've heard of it was done by Clanad. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Some of you, a lot of you may have heard of Enya. Enya is from Guidor in Donegal. Um, Irish is her first language, and Clanad is her siblings who've had a successful musical career as a group. And Enya has has been involved with them, sometimes collaborating with them, but she's had most of solo, solo career. They had this really cool song, Clana does, the, the group that her siblings make make up. Um, they had this song about Alistair McCullough. They call it Alistair McCullough Gasta. Gasta, I guess, means gallant. But he, he gains fame from getting involved in the wars of the three kingdoms back in Scotland. So this is interesting. So the kindred's been established, established in Northern Ireland. But here we see them going back and forth and back and forth. So we see, this points out several things. One is that that body of water between Ireland and Scotland for a bunch of seafaring people is not an obstacle, it's a highway. And there's a lot of going back and forth. Number two, it shows us that the even though this branch of the McDonald's are pretty firmly established by Alistair McCullough's day, so we're getting into the mid-1600s, 1640s. Even though they've been very firmly established for well over 100 years in Northern Ireland, they're still very aware of their origins, where they come from, and what's going on back there, and whose side they're on. In fact, Alistair McCullough brings with him, as he goes back to fight for Montrose's royalist forces, he brings with him a bunch of his Irish kinsmen and allies. and they lay waste to Campbell territory, lay waste. This is probably one of the more destructive episodes in the Campbell MacDonald feud is when Alastair McCola comes in the name of fighting for the royalist forces in Montrose against the Campbells who have taken the other side, And so not only does it say that the McDonalds of Antrim are aware of their their Scottish origins and things that are going on back there, they're still dialed in on this feud. And one thing I didn't know is I, as you learn about the McDonalds in Antrim and some of the other power players in that sphere, you're seeing also that the Campbells were involved there too. So I guess it would be hard for the McDonald's and Antrim to forget the Campbell aspect, of their Scottish origins. Um, The Campbells, I know that we think about them as, you know, their, their chiefs, that especially the Earls of Argyle become very adept at moving in lowland circles. They become more and more oriented on Edinburgh as time goes on. But the Campbell still had a foot firmly planted in the Gaelic parts of Scotland and in Gaelic Northern Ireland. And, and very involved there, intermarrying with those people as well. And so, and in, in, I won't get into the whole web of intermarriages here, but... They do intermarry with McDonald's and their allies and their enemies. And there's just a huge, it's very, a a very complex environment, especially when you're trying to think who should be enemies and allies and all that stuff. But yeah, so Alistair McCullough, long story short, gains his fame by fighting back in Scotland during the Wars of Three Kingdoms for the Royalists and just laying waste to Campbell territory. So those are a few of the aspects of that that I thought were interesting. Now, um... Let me, let me mention a few of the prominent Irish kindreds that were, you know, if you're going to get into studying more about this, you're going to learn about these other Irish clans here. So in Northern Ireland, the Macdonalds of Antrim interacted with the O'Neills. The O'Neills were kings, basically, in their own right. Now, the English reduced that to Earl eventually, and in the 1500s they did it. But the O'Neills, for hundreds of years, this is a very old kindred. Um, they, anyway, super powerful in Northern Ireland. And they're at times enemies, at times allies. In fact, that could be true of any of the clans that I'm about to mention right now. So the O'Neills at the top of the list. Also the McQuillans. The McQuillans are important because that's largely who the McDonald's of Antrim displaced. In fact, the the McQuillan stronghold of Dunloose becomes now the stronghold of the chiefs of the Antrim McDonald's. Another that I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode are the O'Donnells of Tyrconnell. Now, like the O'Neills, the O'Donnells were once upon a time kings in their own right, kings of Tyrconnell, which largely corresponds with County Donegal, but it was, I believe, bigger than that, although I'm not sharp on exactly where the boundary, the exact borders of that kingdom would lie. So you had the O'Neills, the McQuillans, the O'Donnells, the mcgillian Bissets that I mentioned earlier, a branch of a Norman kindred that was powerful also in Scotland at one point, and then last of all, you see a lot of interaction with the O'Kahans. Uh, it looks like in English Okayhan. It may have sounded a little bit more like O'Kahan, and I think we see this anglicized as Anyway, those are a few of the noteworthy kindreds that the McDonald's interacted with. Now, why do I bring them up? I could totally see us in the future getting more, um, maybe doing some episodes on Northern Ireland, Northern Irish clans. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to ditch Scotland and just start up an Irish clans podcast instead of it. But I do think that the, the, cultural divide between Gallic Scotland and Northern Ireland was pretty fuzzy and maybe you've been able to kind of catch that as we've gone through this. But anyway, um, that's just maybe getting a foothold into something we might push into a little bit more in the future with the clans of Northern Ireland. So, I I think it's relevant. they, They interacted so much with the clans of Southwest Scotland, um, the Hebrides, the Western Highlands, there's a lot of back and forth. So um, thank you for joining me this time. If you'd like to interact with us a little bit more in the future, please check out our Facebook group called uh, Scottish Clans. Also, you can leave me a, a review on Apple Podcasts and not just give me stars, hopefully five, but whatever you think, but also leave a written review. And give me some feedback there. And then also on Podbean, you can, you can leave comments there and I can respond to your comments. And I, I think the easiest place, if you really want to strike up a conversation, if you want to do it just with me, you can do it on Podbean. But if you want to get involved in this topic and and get involved and, and start the conversation with a lot of other people who are very well-versed in this history, then I would recommend you to that Facebook page, The Scottish Clans, and interact with us there. But thank you for joining this time. And I, once again, hope you're having a Merry Christmas. And until next time, Marsch and and Drasta.